On episode 209 of the Goblin Trash Masters, we're getting in the Christmas spirit by talking about baubles. Mishra's bobble, to be specific. I'm Kyle, joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Anthony. Say hello, Anthony. We're talking all about delayed triggers, too. Nice. Say hello, Ashley. A- Ashley? It looks like she's still not back, so your delayed trigger to have her speak is going to wear off without ever being put onto the stack. Stop making jokes it's been weeks i think she might have died god doesn't love me that much let's talk some trash y'all ever go one of those donkey shows what donkey show are you talking about is it a show that just happened to have donkeys or the donkey show it's like one of those circuses where they have donkeys and they do tricks and shit why what are you talking about what are you talking about the circus where the donkeys do tricks and if they do a really good job you get to eat them after i didn't you eat the donkeys yeah what do you think a burrito is a burrito (laughs) i need you to look up the translation for the word burrito oh no are you gonna ruin burritos for me i certainly hope so all right Oh, it means little donkey. Oh, my God. I just found I didn't a burrito. Oh, oh you get it because it carries the food to your mouth. Well, little donkey, but I don't eat the donkey because I'm a vegetarian. I don't know. I just like the idea that something suffered for my sustenance. I don't. It's weird. <laughs> it's Do a doggy people. It, yeah, of course. It's a doggy dog world. <laughs> a dog eat dog world or a doggy dog world. It's a cute. The world's a great fun place. There's a bunch of doggies everywhere. <laughs> doggy. Love me some doggies. Not to eat, but to pet. Mistress Bobble. That's get a magic you, card. <laughs> get you a bitch that can do both. <laughs> yep, that's that's Mistress Bobble. Mistress Bobble is that is it's such an unassuming little card. Very true, yeah. That does so many things that aren't actually printed on the card Mistress Bobble. I know, right? It's it's insane. <laughs> We're taking y'all to school again. Yeah, yeah, we're going to Mishra's Bobble 101 with bonus accreditation for just delayed triggers in general. Because, I mean, I've, I've, we got to talk about both. Like, when people think about delayed triggers, it's it's the bobble. It is. This is kind of the poster child for delayed triggers. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about bobble very specifically first in Mishra's mm-hmm. Bobble 1. There's a bunch of shit that it does, but we're going to start with the basics of Mishra's Bobble. The bobble basics. Bobble basics. The Baba Man basics. I'm sorry, I had to. All right. Yeah, so, I haven't played Mishra's Bobble in a while. Actually, myself. you haven't. It has. It has been a while. Yeah, it's it's been a while, but not like a stupid long time because I've definitely picked up and played, you know, Merktide as oh. like as like as I've played a lot of Merktide, and I definitely have played Merktide just as like part of the gauntlet for people while they're playing, and that's that's mm-hmm. one of the common places where Mishra's Bobble shows up. It's been a long time, but it hasn't been as long as it's been since I went out on that paddle boat with Steve Harvey. I'm sorry, you fucking what? Yeah, I was on a paddle boat with Steve Harvey. The thing about that, though, is by the time the cat euthanasia pill wears off, (laughs) you don't even care if you're alive anymore. You're just ready for the take me. But was it really Steve Harvey? Steve Harvey. I'm certain it was Steve Harvey because I can take some cat euthanasia pills and and still be clear minded enough to recognize the host of Family Feud. Thank you very much. (laughs) One of the kings of comedy. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's replacing the throne held by Dr. C- 
you. Although much like Dr. Oh, when no. I eventually did oh, no. pass out, uh, Steve oh, Harvey no. did be me with an egg beater on the paddle boat. <laughs> None of this is making it. Oh my God. That's why when I take a shit, it's all spirals. Please just talk about Mistress Bobble. The love of the gods. First, we're going to talk about what decks actually want this. We know that we know that fucking Murktide wants it, right? Oh, yeah. Death Shadow. Yeah. Those Death the, Shadow the two wants big ones. it. We also know that all of the Breach decks want it. Stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Basically, any deck that wants free spells, free artifacts mm-hmm. that don't end up putting you down cards, impactful, low-cost spell to recast from the graveyard, low-opportunity-cost way to diversify your graveyard for Delirium, yeah. and, you know, thing, these these are all any deck that is playing Underworld Breach, for example. It's, it's going to play Bobble. It's, yeah, it's going to play sure. Bobble because it's just a zero-mana way to cast something from the graveyard, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And playing a Bobble with no extra context is pretty simple. It's just a slightly worse Cataxian probe, right? Yeah. You don't look at their whole hand. You look at the top card of their library. And you don't draw a card right away. You draw it. It creates a delayed trigger, and you, and you draw it at the beginning of the next upkeep. Now, it does give you a bit more flexibility because Modern is where Mistress Bobble sees a lot of play. And it's also a format that's dominated by Fetchlands. Mm-hmm. So looking at the top card of your opponent's library at a random point is not always going to give you information. If you look at something with a bobble, if you look at the top card of their library with a mistress bobble, and then they crack a fetch, you don't have that information anymore. You don't know any information about their hand after their draw step because they just shuffled and it's a random card, okay? So if you really want the information about your opponent, then you really want to be activating your mistress bobble on their upkeep, right? You want to be patient with bobble. It's yeah. not one of those cards where, like, yeah, there are some times where you play it and then immediately activate it but most of the time you want to see what's happening and the, I, I like that you brought up the your opponent having a fetch land because i've seen so many times players of like various levels just fire off the mistress bobble look and then their opponent cracks a fetch and like you said no more info yeah if your opponent makes looks at a card with mistress bobble and you have no idea what's on top of your library and you can fetch to shuffle it away fetch to shuffle it away give shuffle them it away. Less, give yeah. them less information but like when you're activating it, that's one situation where you want to activate it on their upkeep, which means mm-hmm. you draw the card on your upkeep. But that's not always the case. Sometimes you really want to have access to the card that's on top of your library earlier. If you are playing a deck with a bunch of counterspells in it, you probably are going to activate Mistress Bobble on your own turn more often than if you didn't have counterspells, mm-hmm. right? Because if it, the top card of your deck is a counterspell, you want that in your hand during you your opponent's turn. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to draw on their upkeep. If you're trying to insulate yourself from discard, you want to do it sometime on your opponent's turn. You usually want to target your opponent. You want to get information about their hand. But as we talked about that, they can obfuscate that or take away that information by cracking a fetch land before they draw the card that you've seen. Mm-hmm. There's another cool trick where you can use your own fetch lands to get yourself a free little scry. Mm, my favorite. Love doing that. With Mistress Bobble, where you play a bobble. Before you play your land, you play a bobble, target yourself. Look at the card. You're like, I want this card on top. Then you don't shuffle your library with a fetch land. Mm. Either you like play your Steam Vents, play your Ragavan. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't like the card that's on top, you play your fetch land, fetch shock a Steam Vents play your Ragavan, mm-hmm. and then you are drawing a card on your opponent's next upkeep, but it's going to be a random card, not the one you saw and didn't want. So you can kind of use this little tool to kind of position yourself. Ooh, this is sounding like just like like an online <laughs> sex guide for micro penises, which, I mean, it's that too. 
but yes, Anthony, it's why I can't fuck with cornichons. With what? Oh, the little green, the little green pickles. Oh, that you get on charts. Gotcha. Is this not a universal experience? Is this one of the times where I'm showing that I might be a little out of touch with the common man? Am I too rich for this conversation? Is this some poor people thing? No, I just don't eat pickles. Me neither. I but I like I mostly just a like I'm just a fan. No, neither am I. I just like there's so many variants and they're all just bad. But it's just like there's nothing you can do to a cucumber that will save it and make it edible. Really, there's not. I think I think cucumber is the worst fruit in the world. But I like cucumbers. I think all cucumbers taste like bad soap. Well, I like soap. Sure, sure, sure. You don't You're eat soap all the time? Wrong. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> Doesn't mean you should. But that's because I'm one of the Yule lads. I eat soap and candles. I'm that Yule lad. Oh, my God. What, aren't you familiar with the Scandinavian Christmas time tradition of hiding away candles from the Yule lads who will be because brought into your them? house to eat them? Yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, wait really wait no i thought you were doing a bit you don't you really don't know about them it's coming up on christmas How not, do you not know? i know about them i don't know as much detail as you're telling me about them yeah it's the iceland's christmas tradition it's christmas traditions are weird and they're weird but they're they're I adopted like by gryla the witch who cooks and eats babies mm -hmm. and children she'll she'll boil the kids alive and then eat them and then there's a black cat that's called the Christmas cat that walks around. He's gigantic. The Christmas and he'll, cat. And he'll eat anyone who's not wearing at least one new piece of clothing. If you're only wearing old clothes, this cat will eat you. Wow. So that's why you got to be nice when you get clothes for Christmas. See, the, the, this is the Christmas traditions that, that you know, like the, the States needs to adopt because it's just like, oh, it's Santa Claus. If you're naughty, you'll get cold. Like, no, it should be if you're getting naughty and we're old clothes like fucking giant cat's gonna eat you i mean there's florida christmas traditions don't you guys just like burn a dan marino jersey and huff the fumes i miss you dan no two is our god now it's fine no what we usually do is we take a palm tree and put a uh, christmas lights on it bring it into the house next to our alligator and do all the oh my god and I... then hang out in the jacuzzi so it's not all bad <laughs> maybe it's not the most possibly hot take but i really love doing off of an alligator oh man you'd love alligator alley the the thing about it is that the ridges on their back and their gentle sweeping head motions to try and feel for prey <laughs> basically just makes the lines for you the drugs do themselves <laughs> yeah so that's enough about the yule lads <laughs> doing off of an alligator we were talking about mishra's bobble yeah yeah downsides i think we're on <laughs> there are downsides that's not all upside. it's not all you good not, yeah you are yeah. not playing with the 56 card deck no matter what the dumbest person you've ever met has tried to tell you agreed so much like other cantrips a bobble in your opening hand can hide your actual starting hand because you don't know what the bobble will turn into after the trigger resolves so you can be a little sneaky with it yeah mm -hmm. but it's being sneaky with you back right because yeah you don't know that bauble might be your fourth land, and that bauble might be your one drop that you want to play. You don't mm -hmm. know. You're making a mulligan decision based on, this is going to turn into something, and I don't know what. Yeah, which is what mulliganing is, basically. So, like, you don't know what's on top of your deck. Even if you see it, like like you said, where she's like, you bobble yourself. Here, here's a one drop I wish I had. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, Mishra's bauble is, in fact, an artifact. Yes. So, it uh, doesn't do anything without being able to activate. Carnathan does shut it off. 
Karn shuts it down. Effects, while uncommon, there are some effects that might limit the number of spells you can cast a turn. Yes, like uh, Archon of Amiria. If you cast Archon. a bobble, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, Trinisphere. Doesn't yes. technically limit the number of spells you can cast a turn. But, but nobody like, wants to pay three mana for bobble. You really don't want to play... Th- like, this is an effect that is worth zero mana very much. Yeah. yeah, very much so. That's why they call it a cantrip, because of Dungeons and & Dragons and the nerd shit, where this is a... <laughs> spell that you get to cast without a cost that replaces itself mm-hmm. it doesn't cost any of your spell points for the day i played D like twice i, I actually so have never played D, so yeah i might i might be i might be lying right now maybe yeah the world may never know other downsides is that the delayed trigger is stupid easy to miss stupid easy my and the goodness. delayed trigger being delayed means that this is very easy prey for an orcish bowmaster they know exactly when you're going to draw the card yep I mean, what isn't prey for Orcish Bowmaster at this point? Like fire. Oh shit! The fire, mm. half a fire eyes. God damn mm. it! Stop! Stop using examples of things you've done to me in games of Magic recently. Rude. Oh, that's right. I did cast a fire to kill your Orcish Bowmaster and the Orc army. Yeah. In response to my three three B triggers, I'm like, sweet. I'm gonna play as Orcish Bowmaster. You're gonna draw a bunch of cards. Fire ice. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but yes. but <laughs> in addition to these downsides, there are some bonus modes to consider. We talked about the decks that want these. Just the, here's why these decks want them. Mm-hmm. It's a zero mana prowess trigger that replaces itself the next turn. It so doesn't good. put you down cards. Mm-hmm. It turns Underworld Breach into a brain geyser. Mm-hmm. Like you just pay two for Underworld Breach. And if you got a stacked graveyard, it'd be like, eh, I'm going to cast Bobble five times. Yeah. Cast Bobble five times. Yeah. It triggers your de- dragon's rage channeler so you can be a little you have more control over the top of your deck mm-hmm. emery is cheaper and when your emery resolves a bobble every turn if that's the floor if that's the worst thing you're doing with emery every turn is drawing an extra card it's pretty good yeah and it's a good floor for chapter three on urza saga mm-hmm. like if the worst thing your urza saga is going to get you is another card at the end of its thing then that's not too bad. It's not terrible, yeah. So, can you think of any other secret bonus modes on Bobble? I can't. I, I mean, if you're I'm sure there, are some I'm missing. I mean, if you're playing Urza Lord High Artificer in this year of our Lord 2023, it's a mox. So that's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> it's a zero mana thing that can get turned into an elk by Oko. Unban Oko, you fucking you cowards. fucking cowards. <laughs> so Anthony can beat people to death with three three. Mishra's bobbles. Yeah, I would really like to attack somebody with a 3-3 green elk creature named Mishra's bobble. <laughs> Get bobbled, nerd. I, I am glad he's gone, and I also miss him so, so much. Yeah. I actually really like the gameplay patterns around it. I don't care if he was dominating the format It was or whatever. So fun. It was the fun gameplay, playing. The gameplay around it was so low yeah. variance and so skill intensive. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. In the end, bobble by itself is very rarely worth including in your deck unless you're getting some of these extra value pieces out of it Mm -hmm. like it's free but the effect is marginal enough and the slow trip cantrip is fucks you up enough that if you can't use the power it gets from the context of the deck you're playing it in and you can't eke extra value out of it Mm -hmm. you just probably don't want it you know yeah you know we we talked a lot about how powerful Mishra's Bobble can be like how good it is in the decks that want it. But like, like we said, it's just, it's not one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a free spell where it's cost zero mana, but not every deck is going to play it. Like it's not 
warping the format of modern it's a really good card within the format but it's not like some of the evoke elementals where it's just like if you can play it play it bobble you the, the cost of bobble is you have to play it in certain decks yeah like you're like you're not going to see somebody like rushing to put mishra's bobble into yogmoth no right no because it's not as simple as this is making my deck smaller so i'll be able to find stuff quicker it's getting in the way of your game plan and mm -hmm. most of the time, like, like a, even a delayed cantrip with information, like a shitty git probe, like with what Mishra's Bobble is, like it's like, yeah, I get to I get to see the my top of my deck or my opponent's deck, and I draw a card. It, it's good in everything, right? It's like no, it, it it'll it'll hurt more decks than it helps. I feel if you just jamming this card in. Are you ready for dry November? Dry November? Yeah, no alcohol at all, bruh. Why? Because, you know, it's like you have to show dominance over, over things that exist in this world. Like, I I crave the alcohol. I'll crave alcohol, but, like, I want to be able to say no to it. So, I mean, every November, I just do a dry November where I don't drink any alcohol. No alcohol. All month. Just red wine and nitro. First, I couldn't feel my teeth at all. And then I could feel them way too much. Way too much. I was way too aware of the teeth in my skull. Ugh. All right. Our B segment today is talking all about delayed trigger. So we're zooming in even farther than an individual card. We're talking about the trigger that gets created by Mishra's Bauble. Mm -hmm. But it shows up on a bunch of other things. Delayed triggers are some of the easiest to miss types of triggered abilities in the game. Mm -hmm. Triggers, regular ass triggers are invisible and easy to miss. And it, it, it literally says that in the rules. Triggers are invisible and easy to miss. Delayed triggers are triggered abilities, but they don't, they don't get put onto the stack right away. They generate an effect that will happen at a later point in time. Bobble, for example, creates a delayed trigger to draw a card at the beginning of the next upkeep. That means you need to remember to announce the delayed trigger being created, but then you need to announce it again when the actual trigger shows up. Mm-hmm. I, I like that distinction, too, because like even if it's a delayed trigger, it's not happening like right at that moment. Obviously, it's delayed, but you still announcing it before and when it actually resolves is something yeah, that you have to you be aware to, of and you should do. You need to you need to let people know when it's you need to let people know when the when it's been created mm -hmm. and when it goes off. Yes. So remember, things that change the characteristics of cards don't create delayed triggers. So. We're in modern season, scams the big thing. The undying effects, let's say, like, not dead after all. It gives a creature a new line of text that triggers when they die. When they die in the triggered ability triggers, the source of that ability is the creature, not the copy of not dead after all. Yeah, that's the big thing, is that delayed triggers can often, the source of the trigger can, can be a card that's not in play anymore. Like in the case of Mishra's Bauble, right? Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about the source of the trigger, if you play any magic online, think about the picture that shows up on the trigger. Mm -hmm. That's the source of the trigger, right? Mm -hmm. What 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 controlled it? So if your grief dies and it has the not dead after all text on it, then when when that undying when that trigger to put it back into play happens, you're going to see a picture of grief. You're not going to see a picture of not dead after all because not dead after all gave that ability to grief. So when it triggers grief is the trigger not the yeah actual, grief not is the after all mm -hmm. remembering delayed triggers even though it's tough is really only half the battle too yeah you have to be able to effectively communicate your understanding of the delayed trigger we're going to use mistress bauble as an example let's say you activate the ability of mistress bauble you should announce the creation of the trigger by saying something like i'll draw 
card on your upkeep, you know? Mm-hmm. Then you have to catch your opponent before they move to their draw step in order to ensure that you get your trigger. You announce when it goes onto the stack, and then you announce when it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Something like, oh, I'm going to pass the turn, I have a trigger on your upkeep, is very annoyingly not good enough. You want to say something like, pass the turn, I'm not passing priority in your upkeep. Being very specific will help. Yeah, being very specific is good. We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. We want to be very, very detailed and very specific. Mm-hmm. That is a way that if your opponent your opponent draws a card when you said, I'm not passing priority in your upkeep, if your opponent goes to their draw step and draws a card, they're unambiguously skipping through the thing you told them that you were putting a stop on yep. their turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Setting reminders for yourself is is always great. Like it's it's a delayed trigger. It's going to be hard to remember. Things happen. You know, in between you, like we'll use Mr. Spobble as an example again, between you cracking it and looking at a card and then the trigger. So setting a dice on top of your library is always good to demonstrate that, you know, you need, you're remembering that trigger. So he's just like, oh, I'll go to draw my card. Nope, there's a dice. I will draw for Bobble, then draw for turn. Like little, little things to remind you. And I think also another one is it's always tough for, to remember Bobbles, like when you just play it on your main phase, look at your opponent's card, then go to their upkeep and you draw. But when you crack it on your opponent's upkeep or during your opponent's turn at any time, then it passes back to you or like just you cracking your bobble at weird times within mm-hmm. each person's turn. You remembering that upkeep trigger can be pretty difficult. And like the dice thing is a good reminder, but when it gets a little hairy, maybe writing down, remember your bobble triggers or, you know, just really being cognizant on no a bobble was played at this point on this upkeep i have to draw the card you can Mm -hmm. like vocalize it or write it down anything to help you because they're really hard to remember you know they are (laughs) setting yourself reminders the die on top library is good for when it's good you're drawing in your own upkeep Mm -hmm. generally speaking if you are playing a deck with bobble there is a time that that you're you're usually going to either be activating your bobble on your turn most of the time yeah or on your opponent's turn most of the time and if all things are equal do it on your opponent's turn like if there's no if there's no advantage to you having an extra card in your hand or disadvantage to you having an extra card in your hand on your opponent's turn you might as well do it on theirs because that puts you in control of the upkeep you might still miss the bobble trigger but you don't have to catch your opponent before they draw for turn mm-hmm. if you're drawing on your own turn you, you can you can take you you can go through your upkeep however you want upkeep bobble trigger draw like you have more control over the the steps and phases that happen instead of, mm-hmm. you know, having to be very clear and precise with your wording when you're going to your opponent's upkeep. Yeah. And we talked about it last week, but if you are being really demonstrative and clear about when a card is changing a zone and why, and you're saying it out loud, if you're drawing a card, you're saying why you're drawing the card. I'll say draw for turn or I'll say draw from bobble, draw for turn. That way there's no, you don't draw, if you stay silent and you just draw a card, I've done this before, where I just didn't say anything, drew a card for my bobble, looked at my hand, decided not to try and manipulate the top of my library with Dragon's Rage Channeler that was in play, mm-hmm. and then said draw for turn. And it was it was a it was a whole situation. I did get my bobble trigger, but it took a long time. Yeah. And it, it was a whole thing. It's better to just announce that. And especially if you're playing a deck with Mishra's bobble. It's it's just it's good. It, not only is it good for your opponent, it's good for you. It's good to keep the board state and the game flowing. And, and there's, mm-hmm. there's no need for calling judges, talking. It's just like, all right, the reason I'm drawing this card is for my bobble. Then yep. I will draw for a turn. So there's no. It's very clear, precise, and there's no funny business. 
And if you think that if you're hearing this and you're thinking, hey, if I'm being really unambiguous about this, that's going to hurt me in some way. Like, that's good. Yeah, I want you want that to happen. Mm -hmm. We want to get to the point in our gameplay where complete clarity can only help us. Yep. If you're winning games because of ambiguity, you're I don't think you're winning games the right way. Mm -hmm. And you're certainly not winning games in a way that when you start playing against competent opponents, you're going to be able to keep winning. 100% agree. If, if if you need to be unclear or ambiguous in order to get to make sure that you get your bobble triggers every time, you need to get better at that. Yes. You need to be. And the way to get better at that is to be clear and precise to a fault about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If you say draw for turn every time you draw for turn and you say draw for turn when you should have had a bobble trigger, you're going to miss that bobble trigger. Yeah. And you're going to have a less cards than you should. And it's but a, that's good. It's a good thing. It's a learning experience. And it helps you Learn from not it. miss those bobble triggers going forward, especially if you really, really want to play Murktide or a Death Shadow type deck. You know, like if you want to want to play a deck with Mishra's Bobble in it, you doing this and you falling on your face sometimes with your bobble triggers, like you and I have done it playing, you know, Murktide or mm -hmm. other decks oh, that have played sure. this. And it's helped. It's been a very, very good learning experience. I, I, I After the first five times, I'm like, no, I'm going to do it this way. So I definitely don't forget and i i am consistently remembering my my bobble triggers and it helped a lot mm -hmm. yeah now there's a bunch of stuff on delayed triggers in general in the comprehensive rules at 603.7 that is the section of the magic comprehensive rules that has stuff about bobble triggers or specifically that is the part of the comprehensive rules that has stuff on delayed triggers mm -hmm. so we're going to go ahead and take a look at that rule itself an effect may create a delayed triggered ability that can do something at a later time. A delayed triggered ability will contain when, whenever, or at, although that word usually won't begin that ability. Uh, delayed triggers are created during the resolutions of spells or abilities as the result of a replacement effect being applied or as a result of a static ability that allows a player to take an action. A delayed trigger ability won't trigger until it has actually been created, even if its trigger event occurred just beforehand. Other events that happen earlier may make the trigger event impossible. So the example they include here is part of an effect reads, when this creature leaves the battlefield, but the creature in question leaves the battlefield before the spell or ability creating that effect resolves, the ability of never trigger. So if you are creating a delayed trigger and the thing that meets the trigger happens before the, the delayed trigger is finish being set it it won't happen interesting yeah like if you set something up when this creature becomes untapped do something and the creature gets untapped in response gotcha okay it doesn't it doesn't look back in time and see oh i was just untapped so i'm gonna get the trigger now and the big thing about delay triggers is delay triggered abilities happen one time just one time until they um, are done again correct yeah yeah so if 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 you meet the condition for a delayed trigger and you trigger it, that's it. It's done. If you miss it, that's it. It's done. There's not a there's it's there's nothing that's going to create a delayed trigger that happens every time something happens. Okay. You know. So uh, I actually do have a question about delayed triggers. This may be an example of like if it is or it is not. I'm thinking of like the Charming Prince Yorion, like I guess delayed blink. Okay. Would that would technically be a delayed trigger, correct? Or would that be something different? Let me look real quick because that that one is not a blink effect where like it happens and it immediately happens again it's mm -hmm. it, it triggers on the end step because when we were talking about this episode like my 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 brain went went erasing and you know thinking about just like oh what are actual like delayed triggers besides bobble that like are in a decent amount of magic games that 
you really don't think about or even remember. Uh, yes, returning those creatures to play is a delayed trigger. It exiles them immediately and then sets up a delayed trigger that at the end step, they all come back. It's very long, like the Sky Noodle. <laughs> like the Sky Noodle himself. Gotcha. Okay. It's a very it's a very long thing. And I believe Charming Prince is, I believe that is pretty common. One of the really, one of the most common delayed triggers that we're seeing is, is Fable of the Mirror Breaker, Reflection of Kiki. Yeah, the flip side. Yeah. Yeah. Making a copy that will go away at the beginning of the next end step. Mm. And that's a delayed trigger. Mm. And you know, it's a delayed trigger and not just something that should be printed on the copy. Because if you dress down with your with your reflection of Kiki Jiki pl- copies in play, this it, the card will still go away. Gotcha. Okay, because it happened at a an earlier time. Yeah, even even if you have like a dress down in play, mm-hmm. the card will still go away. It doesn't care that the card doesn't have any abilities. The card is not what's generating. Gotcha. It. Okay. Reflection of Kiki Jiki is the one that gives it that that creates that delayed trigger that you're exiling the thing created this way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You ready for a guessing game? Oh, I'm always ready for a fucking guessing game. Here at the Goblin Trash Masters, we love competitive magic and we want to see it flourish. We know that there are tons of local game stores that want to run competitive events like RCQs, but might not have the resources or experience to be willing to try. Maybe they have tried, but they're a little nervous about getting back on that horse. We're excited to announce a new program all about Comp REL that we're calling the Comp REL Assistance Program, or CRAP for short. CRAP is there to help your small or medium LGS run Comp REL events like RCQs by providing them with support and materials necessary to run an outstanding event. Competitive integrity is our top priority, and we can help your store to break into the market of listeners like you. CRAP support involves either assisted hosting or remote consultation with our hosts who have a combined 23 years of tournament organizing experience. All participating stores receive a kit that contains everything they need to run a great and accurate event with things like an in-store event poster, table tents, deck registration sheets, and plenty of stickers and tokens to give out. Best of all, this assistance program is completely free of charge for your LGS and always will be. We offer assistance in the form of remote event planning via consultation or in-person hosting for stores within range of the Lexington, Kentucky area. Our goal is to do our part to support competitive magic not to try to make a profit off of your LGS. If you think that your LGS might be interested, have them reach out to us via our website. The instructions are available at www.thegoblintrashmasters.com slash crap. That's www.thegoblintrashmasters.com slash crap. Spelled C-R-A-P. Like how a child would say shit. Wait, that's been... That's been like that the whole fucking time. None of you fucking told me. We can't actually have this as the name. You know that, right? Everything's printed, bud. It's too late to change it. No, 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 no. We should call it something less awful. Like uh, the competitive unified nerd training. Yeah, competitive unified nerd training. Yeah, that's way better. Jesus fucking Christ. You're both stupid. All right. This guessing game is going to be pretty simple. We are naming our favorite card that creates a delayed trigger. Any format, as long as it's been playable, it's good. And not Mishra's Bobble. It can't be Mishra's Bobble. Yeah, exactly. So just as a review, the guessing game, the way this works is Kyle and I each have a card in mind. And we get to give each other cryptic hints yeah. about this card. 
And if we need more information, we can always ask each other yes or no questions to help us find it. That's good. We're stumped. And we always encourage you to play along so that we can make sure that everybody gets to figure out what our favorite card that creates a delayed trigger is. Kyle, I believe you went first last week, so I'm going to go first this week. Oh, start us off. Yeah. All right. My cryptic hint is I like this character from Magic Lore in Bugatti's. In Bugatti's? Yeah. Is it Tybalt? Tybalt's in Bugatti's, while fun to say, is not the one I'm talking about. Okay. Is it a Planeswalker? It is a Planeswalker. Okay. The card I'm thinking of is a Planeswalker card. Okay. Oh, did Andre Mangucci win an arena open with this? Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> what, was in his, what format was he playing? It was standard and it was blue-white control. What? what um... uh, Ixalan Dominaria. No. Okay, so it's not Big T? No, but a good guess. Okay. So Tybalt and Teferi are off the list of, you know. Big Chuck and Bugatti's. Big Chuck? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 Big Five Minutes of Fury's name. Oh, really? Na- yeah, my name is Big Chuck. Now get your shit touched. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man, I miss when Kanye wasn't super anti-Semitic. Yeah, now he's just a douche, but not the fun kind. He was so, f- even, like, even, even. It's such a shame because, like, his comedic timing is so good. He's, like, genuinely funny. If the jokes just weren't, you know, it wasn't just, if only the jokes weren't hate speech on Jews. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Larry David would be partnering with him to do a show by now. But it's the hate speech. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think if you take most things that he said and you just kind of put, like, the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme after it, it just, it just, it fits. It feels right, you know? Oh, man. All right, we're still in a guessing game, though. I got to guess. So it's not Tybalt, not Teferi. It is a Planeswalker. Has this Planeswalker had a lot of printings over its time? A lot? I'd say no, but probably more than it needs. Okay. Is is the character human? I guess. It looks like a human. I don't know. It could be It could be Nissa the Genocidal Elf. I thought she was just a person that liked elves. It turns out she's an elf that hates goblins. Yeah, she's real racist about it, too. It's weird. Yeah, when is Will Smith going to be in Bright 2? I'm ready. (laughs) I really want to hear about some more, like, orc racism. I really like that. It didn't work in Bright as, like, a thing, but I I enjoyed myself. I wanted more. I feel like in that movie, like, they set it up that, like, they were going to, like, transplant racial racial bigotry that exists in present day US with this alternate version of LA where people were more bigoted towards fairy tale races like orcs and like they really set that up really strongly and it it carried throughout the movie and it would have worked except in the first five fucking minutes of the movie Will Smith kills a fairy tale creature with a broom and says fairy lives don't matter today and I was like this undermines your entire film what are you doing (laughs) if you're going to undermine everything you've done for one joke, at least make it be funny. And they didn't because it wasn't it didn't. I didn't laugh. I don't know anybody that's ever laughed at that. I was just like, who is this for? Who is this for? Is this for the 40 year old kind of racist uncle that's watching Will Smith in Bright? I don't think know your fucking audience. It's like the top. OK, I can defend. I can defend Breaking Dawn. And I do more than I should. But you can't defend okay? Bright. The movie. <laughs> The movie adaptation of Breaking Dawn, they did such a good job of being like, he's not going to fuck the baby. He's not going to fuck the baby. He's not in love with the baby. That's not what this is. 
they did such a good job of selling that. They were like, this is something that you can put in a movie theater and people won't be freaked the fuck out by this. And they were like, yeah, it's like a, it's a friendship. It's a companionship. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a, a physical or sexual thing. It doesn't have to be that. It's okay. You know, be cool. Be cool. They're just yeah, like, be they, cool. Be cool. Be punches, cool. Come on. Pull punches the whole time. They set it up. They did the whole thing. And then they put in a fucking joke where Jacob says to Adward, Adward, where Jacob says to Edward. So should I call you dad? And I'm just like, no, you've undermined oh everything you've done up until this point. For what? For what? For this joke? It wasn't funny. It wasn't even funny. If you're going to undermine everything you're doing for a joke, the joke better be fucking funny. And it's fucking not. I don't I don't understand why they allow the Goyim to keep writing. Oh, my God. Oh, that was that was fantastic. So is it blue? Oh, shit. Yes. We're in a guessing game. <laughs> is it blue? Yes. Has it been printed as mono blue? Yes. Multicolored? No. Oh, the the planeswalker itself? Yes. No. So only as a mono blue planeswalker. Yeah. Oh, it's delayed trigger. It's not Narset. It's not, but she's also been printed in multicolor. Yes. Multiple different color combinations. Hmm. Jace? It is it is a Jace. It is a planeswalker type Jace. Was it played in inverter? No. Okay. I can't remember that, Jace, if I'm being completely honest. I just, it was a shot in the dark. Was it recently printed? Probably in a commander set. Let me look. Okay. What was his, I guess, was its first printing for 2020? Yeah, it was just printed in Neon Dynasty Commander and Commander Masters. Okay. What was the first printing you asked? Was it before or after? What was it before 2020? Yes. Okay. Was it in a Ravnica set? It was. The, the first return to Ravnica? Yes. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. What's his name? I can see the art. Blank in Bugatti's. Oh, fuck. Oh, is it something? It's not something of thought. That's a different one. It is. Oh, it is? You're right there. Architect of Thought? Yeah. Oh, it's nice. That, the card I'm thinking of is Jace, Architect of Thoughties and Bugatti's. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's been a minute <laughs> since I've I've read that card. What's the delayed trigger on that one? So Jace, Architect of Thought is a four mana Jace. And this was when... They were just like, this is probably fine. He was so good in standard. Yes. But basically, he would come down with four loyalty, and his minus two was you would reveal the top three cards from your library, and opponent would separate them into two piles, and then you put one into your hand and the other on the bottom. Okay? Mm -hmm. But his plus one said, until your next turn, yes. whenever a creature an opponent controls attacks, it gets minus one, minus zero until end of turn, which meant that you would plus, for zero mana, you would plus your Planeswalker, and they would attack with six creatures, and there were six delayed triggers. That's insane. Man, that, that's a good pick. I like that one. All right. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that just generates a bunch just of shit ready so to go. So much stuff, yeah. Of course, your 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 favorite would be Jace. Like, I just loved that plus one. I loved how yeah, impactful that it was, was. It was really good. All right. For my cryptic hint, my first one probably get it is it ragavan nimble pilferer no but that was a good guess Damn. it's a uh, son of meatball son of meatball mm -hmm. is son in your in your cryptic hint spelled s-u-n no or s-o-n it's the descendant of meatball okay is the meatball in your cryptic hint alluding to meat hook massacre no damn okay it's alluding to the art hmm okay is this a creature the father is. But the card you are trying to get me to guess at is not. Is not. Okay. The card you're trying to get me to guess at, is it a planeswalker? No. Is it an enchantment? Yes, a specific kind of enchantment. 
Is it an aura? No. Is the enchantment type tied to a specific set mechanic? Uh, like totem armor? No, kinda. no. Or no type, yeah. Okay, so it's an enchantment with a type. Yes. That's not aura. There's. Is it a world enchantment? You're guessing all the ones that it's not. It's very playable enchantment. Cartouche is a subtype. Saga? There you go. It's a saga, yes. It's an enchantment. It's a saga. Is it also a land? No. Is it Fable of the Mirror Breaker? It is. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Well, specifically with the delay trigger. I just am upset. I'm so upset that I guessed Cartouche before I guessed Saga. I know. You kept going more obscure after Aura. It was so weird. But yes, Reflection of Kiki Jiki with the delayed trigger. But I, ugh. I love Fable so fucking much. And the meatball reference um, is... Because Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker looks like a motherfucking meatball. He looks meatball. like a motherfucking okay. meatball, it's yes. A, it was a great cryptic <laughs> hint. It was very cryptic. It was very Wait. good. I should have gotten it. That was a good I did one. it. <laughs> I, lo- I love meatball, too. I love me some Kiki Jiki. Mm-hmm. I like cording into Kiki Jiki. And that way you can say that you're Kiki for Coco Cord. Mm-mm. I'm Kiki for Coco Cord. <laughs> oh, but Fable's just so good. Like the delayed trigger is just, the reflection of the Kiki Jiki is just so good because mm-hmm. the fact that you can make copies on your opponent's end step and they stick around for your turn. And if you have two of them and you can just bounce those meatballs off of each other and just have a bunch of, of two, two bears. It's, it's so good. I love it. It's two bears and a loot. And it's so good. Yeah. Love me some meatball. Also, like the the design for the goblins and in, in Kamigawa, like they're all just like little Ninja Turtle meatballs. Like whoever yeah. the art director was for that that set, I I commend you. The art in that was like so beautiful and stupid all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're saying meatball, and I'm so fucking hungry. You gotta have some meatballs. Yeah, probably spaghetti and meatballs. I can't I can't fucking cook right now because uh, my house is packed. Up. I know. Oh, that sucks. I'm so sad. I'm having to eat out all the time. It's awful. I feel like garbage. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like and subscribe. It helps us out a ton and makes it easier for other players like you to hear what we have to say. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Peanut.fm, and iHeartRadio. One of those was not real, but we'll never tell. It was Peanut, wasn't it? Oh, shut the fuck up.